Hey, everybody. Welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. Uh, we're doing a little something different this week, uh, a little off week. We got uh, Cody on with us. Or sorry, no, I don't want to use your real name. Stage I'll use name. your stage name. Sorry. Let's start that over. <laughs> At three, two, one. Name redacted. Hey everybody. <laughs> yeah, Leave it in. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sorry. I forgot about your stage name. Um, are we starting over, Dill? Did you start over? I don't. I don't pause ever. Okay. Everything stays well, in. Okay. I'll just start it from three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to Off the Beaten Clef. <laughs> we got a special episode for you this week. We got Cody Garrett on with us. Uh, we have, it's been a minute since we talked to him since uh, the Christmas episode. It's I Christmas. Believe. Uh, and we, we were, were trying to out meme each other. So, uh, yeah, time to talk to you again. Yeah, dude. Thank, thanks for having me on. What a what a wild start to this. Yeah, <laughs> we're we are making major impressions. Uh, so yeah, let's just get into it. So we're here. We've got Cody with us. We're really excited to talk to him. Uh, he's got a brand new single called Sawdust. Um, but Cody, I've got, I wrote up a little bio for you. You ready to hear it? Yeah, I'm down. I always need a new bio. Okay. Uh, Cody is a country artist originally from West Middletown, now relocated in Nashville. Uh, his most recent single, Sawdust, was released May 19th, with an accompanying music video released May 25th. Uh, other singles include Not Today from September 2022. Hitched from October 2021 and Hitched Acoustic from February 2022. Uh, Stamps from 2021 in June. And then uh, one more, February 2021 and Sunburns from December 2017. Which is crazy that that was almost five and a half years ago. And you came on our very old podcast with me and Jeremy, which was awesome. Yeah, dude. That was was nuts. That was was right around the time when... that was one 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 more came out right uh i think sunburns it was one of it might have been sunburns yeah actually yep. wow dude that feels like it was like two or three years ago i know it was in my parents basement of all places yeah. which is so funny <laughs> that's wild uh i think that one got lost to time um when my brother used to hold all the stuff for me he would he would record edit and do everything for me and i've since learned how to do it and keep it all myself but all those original podcasts that i did are, are lost to time which might be for the best because they sounded like shit and we didn't know what we were doing. Not that we do now, but at least we've got a flow now. Um, yeah, it's always fun. I, I remember I had one of the worst beers I've ever had in my life during that podcast. It, it was, was uh, one of the smoke ones. It was like it was a smoky IPA or something. Yeah. It, it tasted like cigarette water. Yeah, Jeremy would buy like smoked porters and stuff. All the, it yeah. was, I don't even think it was a smoked porter. It was like a smoked red ale. It was awful. Yeah, smoked red ale is for sure. We won't disclose uh, the brewery. Right? Yeah. Whatever it was, yeah. I think I remember who it was, but <laughs> um, yeah, a, a smoked porter is good, but a smoked anything else would be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you also have one EP, Nashville to You, from August 2018. Um, so yeah, Cody, you've got the floor. Tell us what you've been up to, man. Man, I've uh, I've been super busy. Um, I'm kind of wrapped up on my music for this year. I've got my next uh, two singles re- recorded already. Um, 
just waiting on the mixes and the masters to come back on them. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of taking a pause on that, uh, doing a little bit of writing, but not as much. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of, I've kind of got, uh, 2023, you know, lined up ready for the uprights, man. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready just to put some more music out and, you know, kind of, kind of capitalize on, on sawdust right now and enjoy that song. And then we'll jump to some more stuff this year. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. How, how, how much say do you get in the final mix? Like when you hear it mix a master, do you get to add anything at the end or is it just like you get what you get? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, my producer, Jake partial, he's, he's one of my best friends and, uh, you know, there's a lot of times where I'll go to his house and he does the mixing as well. So, um, we throw a lot of fun things in a lot of things that, uh, that we, that comes out in the first take sometimes stick in with it. Um, there, there's some stuff in the background you can kind of hear in sawdust. That's, you know, that was just like, Oh, what if we did this? And it was, you know, it was just left in and it's fun. And I like doing things like that. So, um, yeah, I have a little bit to say, but he's the master behind, behind everything. So I, I trust his judgment on, on everything. That's kind of how the podcast is. Kevin just lets me do whatever I want. Yeah, essentially. We talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago where I just kind of show up and talk and Dill does literally everything else. He does all the social media. Uh, I'm just a, a small cog and a bigger machine here. Dylan's just the employee. The, I, the I enjoy the minutia, like the dumb shit that we do. It like, keeps my mind busy because like, I need something to do at, at all times. So having this to constantly think about... So it's funny you think about like some of the dumb shit you do, like stream of consciousness that just sticks. And that's what Kevin and I do weekly. Like right before we start, we're like, what if we did this? The For the Bolos and Marlboros, we did like a, a really dumb skit to start it. And then we did one this year that we actually wrote out a script and stuff. And it just, it makes it so much fun. So getting to do that for music, I can't imagine yeah. like just getting to play with shit like that, especially now that you've been doing it for almost 10 years. Yeah, and I'm not really I'm not really putting out music for other people anymore kind of. I'm I'm kind of doing it for me and I like exploring different routes and and playing with things. So um if it's something that I like, I'm going to do it, you know. Um and I, I hope everybody else likes it as well, but yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like doing things I like. That's I mean, it's cool that you talk about that cuz I remember the first time you were on this show it kind of devolved into like just a general discussion about music. So yeah. are you looking to kind of branch out a little bit until like, cause I know you've got a wide, wide spectrum of music that you love. So uh, what are you looking for? Like in the future, are you looking to bring some more stuff in or. I think so. Um, I kind of want to keep it country as they, they call it. Um, you know, I, I do like all kinds of music. I, I listen to, I mean, if you saw my gym playlists, they're all over the place. Um, I don't think I can go back to my hip hop days that I did in high school when I used to rap, but, uh, but yeah, I would love to do some other stuff. I've, I've written a lot of songs that have kind of, um, that have kind of been on the fence of a little bit more rock. Sawdust is kind of, kind of rocky a little bit. That's about as rocky as I've gotten on a song. Um, but I've got a couple that I've written that are, you know, they can have some gent guitar in the background and, uh, we've got demoed that are that are super cool rock songs, but I just don't know if I can do it. I don't. Uh, I would love to, uh, if it fits my voice and everything. You know, uh, I would love to to do something like that, but 
I don't know. I'm just kind of having fun with whatever whatever pops in my head and whatever I can whatever kind of track I can get on. Yeah, I think Hardy kind of opened that door to like just kind of be more rock if you'd like and even embrace metal a little bit. Um there are a lot of mu- Nashville is not just country music. Like we know so many local people from Ohio that have moved down to Nashville to pursue like music and it's like alt music. So people like Knox and 90s kids. Uh do you ever cross 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 paths with those guys and if you do like do you guys write together or is it kind of all separate? Um I've written with some like uh I guess you would call it like hip hop people like like some guys that are like kind of uh, similar if you guys are familiar to like the lax or like Colt Ford that kind of do like the the Louisiana kind of rap country stuff. Um, I've written with some some pop guys, too. Um, it's super cool to just to kind of the bend the strings on that and see their point of view versus mine. Um, I, I'm still country as can be in a lot of my songwriting and I do a lot of storytelling and stuff, but, um, it's cool to see their perspectives and kind of see like certain, they'll play certain guitar riffs and stuff. And I'll be like, what, can you run that back? Like, I want to learn that. And, uh, I've picked up little things in rights and, and things like that from, from people that are in different genres and kind of carried it into my own rights. So. So yeah, it is it is cool writing with some guys like that that are out of my realm. Mm. Yeah, so I I'm I'm curious about the 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 music video. So um kind of walk us through that. How was the process? So what was the, who came up with the concept for it? Like what, yeah. what, what, was, what was that like? I'm sure it was a blast, but Yeah, I recorded it with um fallback films one of one of my good uh artist buddies his name's colt graves he's an incredible artist incredible songwriter um he's got a uh he's got a family member that does videos that he's shot all of his videos for and they're incredible they're you should check out colt's videos when when you can but um i got with him and i was like man i wouldn't want to do it with anybody else and you know we kind of had the similar idea of what to do, you know, the song kind of starts off with me getting slapped in the face. So it was like, we can't like leave that out of the video. Like that's, that's got to come in at the beginning, no matter what we do. Um, and we kind of just sat on a call for about an hour and just kind of bounced off ideas. And, um, some things got thrown out, but a lot of things got kept in and, and we shot it all in a day. We, we did it all from, we started about 10 AM and then I think we called it quits around 10 30 p.m or 11 p.m damn so it was it was an all-day job to get that done but yeah that's sick man and you know i i, I like why well, i follow you on tiktok obviously and i yeah. saw a little the little behind the scenes that you posted the other day when yeah. you did the actual slap so how many takes did that take i would i would say over 10 for sure probably around 15 <laughs> times i mean it was um uh, by the way, Mackenzie Merritt was was the girl in my video. She was actually from where we shot the video. We shot the video in Owensboro, Kentucky, where they're from. So um, I had a friend of her that kind of connected us, and she got in the video, and she's never been in a music video before. So it was like it was perfect to start her off like slapping somebody in like her first <laughs> yeah. videos. It was like, <laughs> it was like all the nerves are gone after you're like, 
after the first slap is done, like you could tell she was a little nervous the first time it was like, Oh, I don't want to hurt you. But the second time had some force in it. Yeah. It was <laughs> there like, was some oh, palm. <laughs> there was some palm coming in. And she really yeah. slapped the shit out of you. Yeah, there was uh there was some and it and it was all like, you know, whichever was visually best fit the video. Yeah. I don't know if the one that's in the video was the hardest hit. So there was <laughs> there was some hard ones. I mean like I was like sore after it. Like I had to take ibuprofen when I got done. <laughs> I had a headache. Yeah, I think that's that's what's so cool about your video is that it's fun. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's the the topic is kind of about your girl leaving you, but it's still like a really funny take on it. Like getting slapped across the face and you're still drunk from the night before and seeing you in that Vince Gill t-shirt made me so happy cuz I love collecting vintage shirts and I I've passed on a couple Vince Gill shirts, but after seeing yours in that video I was like, dude, I got to get me a Vince yes. Gill shirt. I love I love vintage tees like that. I I knew I was gonna put one of them in. It, it was just it ended up being the Vince Gill shirt that day. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it really tugged on my strings because I yeah, like I said, I I love collecting vintage stuff and especially vintage tees. I've got a Reba one for your next music video if you want it. Yes, yes, I would I would rock a Reba tee real bad. <laughs> it's it's sick, dude. Funny, I've it's, seen it. It's amazing. It's funny that a lot of like a lot of people that watch it now probably don't know who Vince Gill is. Like that are you know that that are growing up through high school and stuff. Like if they come across that video, they're like, "Who is this old man Vince Gill?" Like on his shirt. Yeah, but yeah, that's why I thought it was cool. It's it's not like Tim McGraw or like a household name, you know. Vince, I mean, I would say Vince McGill's household name, but um, but yeah, I, I just I just thought that was the perfect shirt. Was your wife a little jealous that you got slapped a bunch and she didn't get she didn't get to participate? <laughs> she was. She was. She didn't want to be in the video, and uh, but she was like, "Man, if I would have known that you got like she got to slap you a bunch, you know, I, I probably would have considered it." But uh, so, in terms of like the writing of Sawdust and all that, like, uh, how did you get the idea? Like, just kind of walk uh, us through the process. Yeah, I wrote this with my friends uh, Ty Clark and Dalton Grimes. Um, I met Dalton a couple years ago. We, we wrote sawdust about two years ago now. Um, and me and Dalton met through some mutual artists that he's written with and I've written with, and, uh, we've always just bounced ideas off each other and never got a write together. And he called me one day and was like, man, we need to get a write scheduled here soon. He was like, I got this idea. I think would be sick. Like, it's called sawdust, but it's like, I was like, Oh, is this going to be about like your grandpa or something? Like, like he handed down a, a saw to you or something. Or like every, <laughs> yeah. every time you smell or see sawdust, you think of like a relative or something. He's like, no, but like, he's like, it's called sawdust, but like, it's like, you see dust, you see the dust that's flying away from a car from her leaving and stuff. And I was like, dude, I love that freaking idea. And we ended up just like booking the right, like the following week. We went over to Ty's house and we wrote in his backyard. And I mean, I would say on average, it takes anywhere from two to four hours to write a country song normally that I've sat in of the hundreds of hundreds of rights that I've been in. And we wrote this one in under two hours. I mean, it just like it just fell out like it was just such a fun song to write and uh, such a cool story to bring to life that, uh, man, it was a lot of it, uh, Dalton had like maybe half the chorus that we had to tweak 
and uh, I think we finished that first. He had like the eight, you know, the slap kind of idea already. And I was like, dude, we're leaving that in. Like, there's there's no way that we're taking it out. We're we're leaving all that cool stuff in. Like, let's just let's just have fun with it and see where it goes. And um, yeah, my favorite my favorite line is is in the second verse. Um, I don't even know how it came out of. I don't even remember if it was my mouth or whose mouth it was. It was like, uh, now there's a blonde and a Honda that ain't too fond of a backwoods boy from Bob yeah. Creek. And that, that's where Dalton's from is from Bob Creek. So we left that in there too, but yeah, it just kind of fell out in, in, in the co-write. So it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was just songwriter crack. Is that something like you guys all have like pen and paper and you're sitting around writing or is it like you have like a mic in the middle and you're kind of just talking things out? Yeah, that one, um, that one, I pretty much just have my guitar. Um, Dalton is a pen and paper guy. So he had like his notebook and I usually just start a Google doc on my phone and, uh, we just bounce off ideas off each other and then we just work tape it at the end. Oh, that's so cool. we just, you know, just hit re- record on the voice memo app and then just record a raw acoustic version of it. That's yeah, I love that, man. For me, I love the like the first verse where you're basically just like, it'll take one marble light or whatever the the line yeah. is, and just she'll be back, and then all of a sudden it's, you see the sawdust kicking up. I was like, oh yeah, it's like yeah, the it's, uh, uh, it's camel light, but camel light, but, yeah, we, that's what it is. but we almost had marble light. It was like we bounced that off for like weeks. I think it was originally, I think it was originally marble light. To me, Actually, syllables. I, I think we maybe i don't know i think we just bounced it off for a couple weeks and we ended up landing on like camel light yeah just because it kind of it just kind of fit and i don't know marlboros are kind of overused in songs and you don't really hear much about camels yeah that's fair it definitely seems trashier i think which is cool (laughs) yeah we're all about trashy um yeah yeah that's that's really cool um it felt like sawdust almost could be like a spiritual twin to hitched like this is like the the preamble to to hitched. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I've I've kind of thought that before. Um, it could be. It, it definitely could be the the preamble to hitched. Um, you know, hitched could be like the recollection and realization of like, oh shit, she's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't so, think she was yeah, really it, leaving, it and now she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. See ya, man. Um... I guess uh, kind of what have you been into? What have you been into personally? I mean, we can, we could talk about your stuff and we can, if you want, but I'm, I, I, like I said earlier, like what I enjoy about you and having you on is that you aren't just in the country like you. So let's uh, kind of talk about like, or let us know what you've been listening to outside of that realm. Like what, what are some of your favorite releases for the year? Like um, what gets you going? God, dude, I have actually like I have not for some reason I have not been in a country kick. Like usually I bounce back and forth all the time where I'll listen to country and and I, I do listen to country like every I listen to every new music Friday. I listen to all the country songs that come out that Friday just because I, I love country music and am interested in a lot of people's you know new releases. So I do I do that on Fridays. But, you know, through the week, I'm I listen to a lot of hip hop and a lot of like alt rock, um, a lot of metal and stuff, but I don't know. I've, I've kind of, I've kind of played with a lot of newer artists and there's a lot that I can't really get into. I love Bill Murray though. Like I know you guys are huge Bill Murray. Oh yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Love them, dude. I mean, I'm so hyped every time 
he drops a new song. He drops he just dropped all gas with yep. uh, with Mitchell Tenpenny. Like he loves working with country artists too, which is super cool. Um, yeah, I I love stuff like that. Um, I'm also kind of like I, I've been working out a lot, so I listen to I listen to a lot of like Bill Murray in the gym. Uh, a day to remember is like my band. Man, I love a day to remember. Um, but then I'll I'll flip to to some hip hop. I've I've been listening to Atmosphere a lot. You know you know Atmosphere? No. Oh, uh, it's he's he was like big in like the mid two thousands, late two thousands, and he's like dropping new music now. And I completely forgot about him. Um, but I saw an ad, no kidding, on TikTok that he was like dropping a new music or going on tour or something. I was like, dude, I forgot about this dude. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just like this old kind of uh kind of like 90s style white boy hip-hop is what it is but um but yeah i've been kind of like listening to that and kind of older stuff just because i can't really get in i feel like hip-hop is kind of dead to be honest i mean it's it's all really the same you know like if you rap caviar is like the first the first 20 songs like 15 of them have little baby on them (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so it's like like, why am I going to listen to the same song over and over again? But, no, but yeah, man, I, I'm all over the spectrum right now. I kind of feel the same way about hip hop. It's like it's really hard for me to find like hip hop artists doing shit that I like. Um, the one that I really always cling to is Denzel Curry. Um, he released he had a single he released a couple weeks ago that I absolutely love. It's got the kind of that same kind of 90s vibe to it. And uh, but yeah, man, I totally agree. I, I think hip hop is going through like its stadium stadium rock era. And uh, it's just not super appealing. <laughs> it's yeah, just... I, I think I think country did the same thing with the bro country yeah. stuff. I mean, it went through that era where every song was the same, and you know, people were fighting about you know, oh, this is pop, this is you know, this isn't country and stuff. And and then you know, there's arguments with hip hop right now. You know, like all all the songs sound the same, and it's just mumbling. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. It's but it's, uh, it's funny that it, con- country's kind of broke out of that like people know if you're looking for good country you can find it whether it's Coulter Wall or Tyler Childers or Zach Bryan or who's that one we were really hyped on the other week Joshua Quimby man yeah love that guy I've heard the name I don't know I haven't heard any of his songs though just a corny little white boy from Connecticut nice the way the way I described him is he sounds like if a pack of Marlboro Reds could sing that's what Joshua oh, yeah. Quincy sounds like. Yeah. Okay. So he, he's sick. similar to Coulter Walden. Yeah, well, some kind of in that, that same yeah. vein. Yeah. Very distinct voice. It's really cool. Um, who was the other one we were really hyped on? Now I, I love Benjamin Dakota Rogers. That's he's my favorite guy right now. He just does like old like mountain music kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's just a storyteller. Charlie and, Crockett. Uh, I, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Crockett. Crockett I, was, I was gonna say my pick from that podcast was the Charlie Crockett song. He yeah. is like. Yeah. He was born in the wrong era. Like, yeah, he, he's like a time traveler, really, is what it sounds like. And honestly, like, he his shows are not that big. Like, <clears throat> tickets to see his show is only like forty bucks. I was yeah. very surprised. I had some friends see him in Hamilton, I think, somewhere uh, for super cheap. Yeah, and uh, and he like sold it out. Like, he's he's nothing like too crazy, you know. He doesn't like move around on stage a whole lot, and uh, his songs like aren't too crazy either. Um, they're all just like super old, like '60s Western songs, and uh, and people love it. Yeah, like, he's the man. 
I'm I am irretrievably in love with Sierra Farrell. Yeah. It's it's disgusting. I I say a lot of off the wall things about her because I'm just so smitten by her. <laughs> but my buddy sent me a video of her at Railbird last weekend and that she's she puts on the hell of a show. But um did you know anybody that went to Railbird? Did you get a chance to go? I knew a I knew a few people that went. Yeah. I, I really wish I could have. I I um I was out of town for a bachelor party, so I couldn't go. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looked like a hell of a time. And I guess there yeah. was forty either forty or eighty thousand people there for the weekend, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that lineup was nuts, like mm-hmm. for a country show. So you were you back in the homestead? Or are you back in the homestead now? I know you were back in I am town now. recently. Yeah, Thanks. I am now. Um we kinda we kinda transitioned back to Ohio right now. Um Nashville's not really in the cards for us at the moment. Um man, it's just expensive. It honestly, yeah. it's just like the cost of living is just double what we pay here. And we also, you know, we also have I have our son now and it's, it's so much easier with a support system too. Oh yeah. Sure. We've, we've got her family and, you know, friends to hang out with consistently. And, um, I don't know that, that kind of grind that, that we were doing down there, it was just, it was just a struggle with, with a child and it would, it would just start getting old for us. Um, we would like to eventually probably get a place down there. Um, but yeah, man, cost of living is wild wildly outrageous in Nashville right now. I can't even afford to do a bachelor party down there. I don't know how long you how you did it right. as long as you did. Yeah. You just have to quit drinking. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. That's the expensive the part. The beers now the beers now are depending on which bar you walk in, they're six to eight dollars. Yeah. Just a beer bottle. Like tw- a twelve ounce beer. I mean That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean a a bachelor party is you know, you're spending fifteen hundred on on just at the bars, you know, you're not even doing anything like, like zip lining or anything yeah. like that. You're <laughs> literally just going to the bar to drink and experience the live bands and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to like seven, $8 beers just from breweries, but like you're talking for like True. domestics and stuff or like $70. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, an IPA is probably 10 Whew. or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. At a certain point, it's just not worth it. And I, that's really cool to be able to come back and still be able to put out music while you're back home. Yeah, that, and I, I still am on the roster at, at a lot of the, the bars I play downtown and I plan on going, my, my sister moved to Nashville, um, about six months ago. Mm-hmm. So I have a place to stay. I was just there, uh, songwriting and, and playing gigs and stuff a couple weeks ago. So, um, I'm going to try to do that once or twice a month still just to go down a couple of days and kind of get some rights in and stay in the scene and, you know, play gigs and just cause it's, it's, I find it fun and, um, and yeah, just keep that, keep that alive instead of, you know, coming back to Ohio and kind of hunkering down and not really putting out music and stuff just cause it's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you get, you gig pretty consistently in Ohio too. I mean, I, I know you're at that winery in Middletown all the time and same with, uh, the place in Madison. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm starting to get back into some, so, in the past three years, I haven't really booked a whole lot in Ohio. I've got my, you know, I've got the Madison in and, um, some of my like regular bars that I would book at, but, um, some places have new owners now, so I need to like pop in and, 
reintroduce myself and, and kind of get back into playing more around here. So. Yeah, we'll have to come out and bless you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have to come out and see you, man. Uh, yeah, we got to, as I mean, if you're around, if you're around here, there's no reason for us not to come out Absolutely. and hang out and see you play, man. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to get you in Hamilton. That's where stars are made. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, there's actually some cool places I need to pop in in Hamilton. I've, I've heard, I've been to municipal. That's about the only place I've been to, but yeah, it's, it's on the up and up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what's been your favorite release album wise so far this year? Mm, this year I it's hard to say. Um I really liked Morgan Mullen's album that dropped. Um it I just think it was too many songs. Like 36 yeah. is you know, it took it took days to finish that album and you know, I overall it was a good album, but there was when you put out 36 songs, there's going to be a lot of skips on it, no matter how good it is. So that one was a little tougher for me. Um, I thought Luke Combs, uh, his like second album, I don't really know what you want to call it, but it's, it was like his second. It was like a double album that he did, but he released them at different times. Um, I thought his album was great, and I thought that he was kind of falling off. I thought he was kind of. I thought he just kind of saw his time and it was like, all right, Luke Combs is kind of on the way out, but this album like brought him back for sure. Um, and then Hardy's album is just, you know, it, it it's changing the game, honestly. Um, for the first half of the songs to be country and then the, ha- the second half be pure rock metal with, you know, with metal vocals and um, Jeremy McKinnon from Data Remembers on one and uh <laughs> that was super cool and super experimental and starting to change the game for a lot of people. Yeah. It was, it was super exciting. Cause I think there's a, someone from wage war helped him write one of his songs as well. That was super metal. And yeah, I don't know, man, that that's, that's so crazy that it's never been done before. Cause you see it and it's like all lowercase for the country songs, then all capital letters for the metal songs. And then that way you can look right. through the album and know where the break is. It's really cool. Um, yeah, Kev, what's your, what's your what's been your favorite album so far this year? Oh god, man, I don't know. Um I, I don't even remember the last like full album I've listened to. I've been doing so much shit for the podcast. Um You'll me you'll me shoot straight from the hip? Yeah, shoot straight from the hip. Heart attack man. Heart attack man, boy. Fair enough. Yeah. Um yeah. I think I've already talked about it for one of my songs of the show, but dude, yeah, just how gr- how grown he's become and how he. I think he went out to L.A. and co-wrote with a bunch of people like um, Lil Aaron. I don't know who he is, but I know he co-wrote a lot of his album with him. But it's just super. There's aggressive songs. There's popular songs. Most of it has to do with shooting and people and blowing shit up. But then the last song is super experimental and super grown lyrically. It was just like, God, thank God we got here. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if you have any experience with Heart Attack Man, but I'm getting to see him in Indianapolis at the end of the month, so I'm really excited. I'm downloading now. The new album's called Freakin' Nature. Downloading right now. Hell Freakin' yeah. Nature. Yeah, <laughs> you guys that. really put me in on, on the like new music. That's that's what I love about you guys' podcast. Um, because I I find like songs here and there that are great, 
but um when you guys do like the album reviews and and things like that that's it's freaking awesome and some of them i'll be honest some of them from the first song i'm like oh this ain't for me yeah yeah sure but you know that's that's music yeah that that's the fun of showing kevin music and kevin showing me music because we don't our tastes align maybe like in the crossroads of like metal yeah and sometimes other stuff but more times than not if I can get Kevin to say something really nasty about a, a low level band and then they <laughs> and then they use it on their EP, that's that's peak for us. It's it's still one of the highest and lowest points of my life. <laughs> I show I showed someone that the other day. So we covered a hardcore band's uh EP and it's a wall of sound. I love it because I love working out to hardcore music. And Kevin hated it, so he ran it down the road and they used two different clips of Kevin talking shit on their new EP. It was fucking no awesome. Way. Yeah. Yep. Which one was that? There was one that I listened to. Highway- I don't think Kev was on it though, actually. Highway Sniper. Oh yeah, I didn't listen to that one. Don't. It's from a couple years ago. <laughs> it's <laughs> it awesome. Fucking sucks, dude. It sucks. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna cl- they're gonna clip that now and post That's it. fine. I, I look if 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 they start paying me royalties, they can they can clip as much <laughs> as they want from me, dude. <laughs> the best was like they released merch and Kevin messaged me like they better give me a fucking t shirt for how much shit they put me through. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't really don't know. If I have an album. I I didn't think about it before. If I thought about it long enough, I could probably come up with one. But what about what about song of the year for you? Do you have like a song sure. of the year? Even that, man. Like, like I said, I'm sure I could think of something. I know I'm not very prepared for this uh, <laughs> this question. That's but... okay. What about you, Cody? You have like a, a song that's stuck out so far this year? Song of the year, um, man. Not really. Nothing's really stuck out this year, I feel like. Um, nothing that really comes to mind. I love... We, we've talked about Knox before. I love his song Love Letter that came out recently. Somewhat recently. Love that song. The songwriting is, like, pristine. I love how, like, short it is, too. Like, a lot of people don't like two-minute songs, but but that song is great. Yeah. That his, he, I think he put out a full album this year, didn't he? It was, like, seven... Uh, it was, like, an EP or something yeah. like that. I think, like... Three of the songs are already released, but yeah, I, yeah, that was great. The seven or eight songs—I never know if it's actually an EP. It's like a long EP or a short album. Yeah, yeah. It, it just depends on whatever. When it, I guess whatever somebody calls it. Yeah, I. I've seen EPs be two songs. You know, it's crazy. So you never. That's know. just two singles. Call it what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knox is awesome. His, I love the 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 sound he goes for. It's always a little more. A little more alt, but it's still that like good pop, good chorus, and he puts on a hell of a show. I saw him open for Bill Murray in November. I want to see Bill Murray so bad, dude. It's a hell of a show, dude. So bad. I was, I was. Go ahead. Yeah, I've I've heard their shows are awesome. My buddy went to the one in Nashville that, um, it was like nobody knew that Hardy did the the metal vocals on uh Cornfed Yetis. And he was like, dude, we were on mushrooms and went to this Bill Murray show. He was like, we were having the time of our friggin' lives. And he's like, all of a sudden, Hardy just steps out on stage and does these these metal vocals. And our minds were like all over the place. He was like, (laughs) he was like, it was the craziest. He was like, we thought it was a dream until about two in the morning at home. We're like, no, that actually happened. 
Any like, anyone out. else would be chomping at the bit to be able to attach Hardy's name to a song, but the fact that he didn't is just crazy to me. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it was the, if it was something with the label or I don't know what the deal was with that. He produces his own music, so I maybe it's on Hardy's end that he wasn't allowed to like officially be featured. I don't know, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's some kind of label thing that that he wasn't allowed to, or maybe he just didn't want to be on it. Maybe because. I think that song came out around the same time of his album. So I don't know if it was like he wanted that to come out and then following up, you know, a week or two later with his whole album or something. I don't know. That was, that was kind of odd to me too. Maybe Johnny Frank was like, I can't afford to like pay you to be on this song, but you can be on it if you want. (laughs) I love how that band is like almost a meme. Like, Oh yeah. the, the, The song names are hilarious. Like their promoting is the funniest. It's, it's so funny and it, it makes it so good. Yeah, he always comes out in like a goblin mask when he starts the show. Someone's always wearing that. a cowboy hat. And yeah, it, he's without a doubt. Like, I'm just glad to be alive at the same time as, as Bill. Yeah, I, I don't remember the girl's <laughs> name that does like the sax solos. Like, oh, man. Those are awesome. Yeah, she's it's, great. It's just so weird to like have a saxophone in a metal band and like. Taking her on tour, know. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Incredible. Gabby Gabby Rose, and she has her own solo music that yeah. she does. It's really cool. Does she yeah. live down there in Nashville as well? I think so, yeah. I got cold. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is something we actually talked about a few weeks ago, and I was kind of wanting to bend your ear on it as well. Uh, what has been your favorite live performance that you've seen live, and then what's your favorite one that you've performed personally? Hmm. My favorite live performance. I've seen so many. Um, I would say like my, one of my favorite shows I ever went to was, was John party when I was younger. Um, he was like, what kind of like got me into playing live. Cause I wasn't, I was big into putting out music, but I w- didn't really want to play live. I was kind of like stage fright a little bit. And we were like so close. It was at the Taft theater in Cincinnati, but it wasn't like in the theater. It was in the basement. Of the theater yeah it was like it was when he was like super small like he just his he just had like his first song hitting the radio and uh we were huge fans of him we met him at skyline like before the show happened so like that was even cooler and uh and got to talk to him before the show and it was like we were so close i could like grab his ankles and it was so (laughs) loud and like we knew every word to the whole album and it was like like that was like the realization of like, oh, dude, I actually do want to do this. Like this looks like a friggin' blast. Um, that was sick. I went to Drake and Lil, uh, Drake versus Lil Wayne way back then. Um, that was a super cool concert because, I mean, rappers, it's so easy. They just step on stage and yeah, you know, they don't have a whole band behind them. So it was like Drake would come out and do three songs and step off, and then Lil Wayne would come out the other side of the stage and do three songs. And they would just trade off songs. And then it was like they would come out together and do like four or five of their songs that they have together that they collab on. And there was one, I forget which song it was, where they just like, they climbed up to the rafters of Riverbend and just like smoked a blunt, just like passing a blunt back and forth and passing the mic <laughs> back and forth. Like, I was like, dude, this was just like a hangout. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is like yeah. what a life those two leave. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I'm glad I was on the lawn too, man. Because you don't get you don't get 
uh, pavilion seats to those shows. No, you got to get the lawn. There's some shows that just don't deserve a pavilion seat. You just, <laughs> you just need to accept like, uh, I've got the extra money to pay for one. Let's just get in the lawn because right, that's where the party is. And yeah, I would like to meet someone that has bought like front row seats to like a Drake Lil Wayne concert and be like, What do you why? Think? What do you <laughs> what do you do for a living? <laughs> that, been, you, that you want to see them that close. I will say I've I've sat in the pavilion at Riverbend one time and it was for Jimmy Buffett and that was worth it. That was we were like ten rows back or something like that and uh I went to I saw Jimmy Buffett like the year before that in the lawn and I was like man these people have been drinking since nine a.m. like this is not fun. No, so, no. pavilion was worth it for that show because those are uh, the parrot heads or whatever they call them like. They get there early, like real early, and they party all day. That's that's like Dave Matthews level. Like what yeah. we got there like three hours early for a Dave Matthews concert, and we were like two hours late compared to other people. Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's not the life for me, man. I I, I can't I can't barely drink like two IPAs before I start feeling terrible and want to go to bed. Yeah, so I can't imagine like just doing an all day drink anymore. No. No, especially at a concert surrounded by like college kids now. Yeah, in the in the middle of the summer, like fuck yeah. that, dude. I and and I and I'll like accept their energy and I'll I'll feel like I can hang with it, but I just can't anymore, man. <laughs> I just don't fit in. I just need to accept that I'm old and I don't fit in anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, me and Dill got that feeling at the Bill Murray show. Dill, me and Dill just held up the wall the whole time and watched the <laughs> craziness go on. And we're like, "This is good. This is right. This yeah, is where it, we belong." <laughs> it felt good to have a wall to lean on and like switch your feet. Yes. That way, your feet don't get too tired. And we're just <laughs> scoffing at kids in their twenties, like these fucking tools. <laughs> got oh, all their God. energy and their lower backs intact. Little pieces of shit. <laughs> it feels good to really sink into being an old man. Um, but what about personally, uh, live performance wise? Um, personally, um, man, I've had a lot. That's probably my favorite was when I opened for John Michael Montgomery a couple years ago. Um, that was just, that was probably the most people I played in front of. It was, I think it was around 10 to 20,000 people. I don't oh, remember the shit. number. It was, it was a lot of people. And uh, I played 90% originals. So, like, that was super cool, too. I mean, that was, like, one of the only times that I haven't majority played cover songs. I did, like, a little cover medley. It was, like, I just played, like, 90s country songs. I played, like, a verse going into another chorus to another. Just It was, like, a big mashup of that. But, yeah, I played uh, primarily all my my own original songs and... Saw a lot of people singing them, and it was it was freaking awesome. And it was a party when we got done. When I got done off stage, so many of my friends were there, and it was just a, a p- absolute party. That's John amazing. Michael Montgomery's like got all these like classic slow songs, and we're just getting crunk to them. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was it was awesome. Where was that at? That was at Land of Illusion when they. I think they're still doing concerts. I have, I don't know. I didn't see their lineup last year, but. Um, but uh, I mean, they used to have huge ones. I don't know how big they are anymore. But yeah, that's something they do in Hamilton now too. They have like a little stadium right by the river, and they do music every Friday, which is really cool. Yeah, my sister saw Billy Strings there, 
um, right before he got big, and that's like her favorite show ever. And it was, I think it was free. I think she went to it. It was a free show. It's free every Friday. It's it's amazing yeah. the kind of stuff they got it's going awesome. on down there. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. I've got Billy Strings. I have a weird. I don't even know if it's a good story, but I was down in Florida. <laughs> down in Florida, my dad was getting married, and like my new stepsister her friends were there and all she all this one girl could talk about was billy strings i'm like who the fuck is billy strings i've never heard of him and so i i'm like okay cool let's look him up i've started playing some of the songs whatever i'm like yeah this guy's cool i like him um and then i forgot about it because i blacked out that night i was walking around st augustine completely blacked out um didn't play any music on my phone because my younger brother was driving so he had his shit hooked up i get home and all of a sudden, fucking just this music starts blaring out of my phone. This shit I've never heard before. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And Billy Strings was still queued up on my Spotify. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Was it the most bluegrass like songs he has too? Yeah, dude. It was I was and the thing is I was into it, but I just I had forgotten yeah. all about the fact that there was a there was a Billy Strings part of my night that happened before I blacked out. And it just that was like a reminder, like two days later, it's like, oh, yeah, that happened. So um, and that's 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 my experience with Billy Strings. But, and you'll uh, remember that like every time you hear his name from now on. Yeah, I'll never forget Billy Strings. I, he's, yeah. he's ingrained in my memory forever now. Yeah, that's a great name. That's amazing. It yeah. is. One of the worst, worst or best feelings in the world is your Spotify search the night after drinking. You're like, what in yeah. the hell was I listening to, and who, who, yeah. who, who had control of the ox with my phone? Because there's times we make playlists, or even if you just look at your search and you're like, we listen to twelve Backstreet Boys songs in a row. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Mine's always like, like 2010s hip hop, like, like yep. early 2010s hip hop. Just like crunk rock and stuff. Um, what is like the little like, John? Well, no, like uh. What's the what's the dynamite song? You know what I'm talking about? It was one hit wonder by like Teo or something. Oh yes, uh, dude. <laughs> it was like it was like the it was like the soundtrack of like ESPN around that time. Oh, oh god. Awesome. What is an uh I forget how it even goes. Fuck. Fucking I have like, about that shit. Like yeah. not even not even cool shit. It was like Jason Derulo, like yeah, rock. That stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like I get drunk and I'm like, "Hey, remember this?" Yeah. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and then we just go on the. I go through the similar artists, and then it's yeah. like we just get caught in that rabbit hole. That's that's one of my favorite feelings is like when you get a group of people that are around the same age and you're all like the perfect amount of drunk, and somebody says that exact thing. It's like, "Hey, you guys remember this song?" And then yeah. it's just it's three hours of everybody like, "Oh shit, that reminds me of this." And it's just those are my most <laughs> those are my favorite nights, man. We're just yeah. sitting in a circle and just trading songs back and forth. That shit's there's nothing that beats it. It's it's just so so much fun. One of the best things about Spotify is that I've had it for 10 years almost. I think I got it in 2014. So if you're with the right amount of people, you'd be like, hey, remember that playlist we made in 2015 when we were all <laughs> living together and we got drunk every day? You guys want to listen to it? And then you listen to it, and like it's like it's like opening a photo album or something. It's it's such a good feeling. That is amazing. It, it, I, it, I bounce back and forth from Spotify to Apple Music. So like when I do find my Spotify, like if I'm back on the Spotify and listen to this, 
my old playlist. I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? It, they're terrible. My mine are god awful for some reason. <laughs> did yeah, did, dude. I no, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I have the same kind of feeling because I think I got a like a wild hair up my ass like ten or so years ago, and I'm like, I am tired of because I wanted there would be times where I would like theme my meet days of the week by the genre. Like it was Metal Mondays, stuff like that, Hip Hop Thursdays. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to put build a list for each genre that I love and just load everything I like on it. But I haven't updated them in years. <laughs> and so I'll go back and I'll listen to them. Specifically, like my EDM one is fucking terrible. Because <laughs> I haven't updated it since like 2015. It sucks. It sucks yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the old EDM, it's not good. It's it's probably not good. Did it you, hasn't aged well. No. No. Did you get to carry music from like iTunes into your Apple Music? Like playlists you built from, from iTunes? Um I don't think so. I don't hmm. think I don't think mine did that. I think I, that's like my biggest regret is that stuff from iTunes I is just lost. I lost my laptop that had like all the two thousand songs I had on iTunes and I I think about it probably once a month. I'm like, I bet I can get my old iTunes account. And then I try for an hour and then I get depressed and then I, I start all over again next month. Dude, I did a thing in college where I didn't do I did iTunes, but and I'm like an OCD freak, so I would like download from YouTube, like YouTube to MP3, and then I would like I would then download like the cover art and yeah. then put the cover art with the MP3 file and like change the the file name and everything. So it like actually looks like that, like on my iPod is what it was like. Yeah. So that's a bygone like, era, man. That yeah, shit. Dude. It was like, I look like it looked like I bought it, but I didn't. Yeah. Like, I just that's a lot it. of work. And then it's pixelated so and you're like, fuck, I got to find another photo. <laughs> yeah. It says like gangster grizzles over it. <laughs> like, I'm like, God, I got the, I got the wrong one. My best friend, Rihanna, when she had an iPod, she would, go in and change everything to like lowercase and put a period at the end because everything had had a period. So like she changed all the names in her iTunes to like songs with a period and all lowercase. And my job every Monday was like to go through her iPod and tell her which ones didn't have a period. So she'd like write it down and go home and write it. There's less than 0% chance Rihanna listens. But if so, that was like a core memory of like scrolling, like doing a little spinning thing on her iPod and trying to find songs that didn't have a period. I feel like song names would look weird now if, like, that was how I grew up with with songs on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, this song is supposed to have supposed to be in lowercase with a period on the end. <laughs> yeah. Every song is a complete sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, alt pop bands do that now. They just put periods at the yep. end of their names and yeah. songs. So she yeah. was onto something. Yeah, I did. I did sawdust in all caps just because. It was it was the demo on my phone. It was in all caps forever, so I was like, it just seems right. It yeah. it fits. So it stands out too. Like if you're going through a playlist and you see something in all caps, yeah. it, it catches your attention. Yeah, that too. Um, I'd like to do like a popular one in the future where it's all lowercase letters, and maybe a period on the end. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> so to Rihanna. Uh, that's great. Uh, so yeah, we can we can wrap up. Um. Do you have anything you want to talk about in terms of your next release? Is it too far away to talk about now or? or... No, I'm a, my next one. I think I'm going to be doing, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle on 
the order of releasing them. Um, Not Today was my previous release. I got an EDM remix done with that. So um, so that's going to come out. I want to get like... I'm not going to shoot a video or anything to it. I want to do like a montage video um, with something. I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, so I'm going to try to figure that out. I don't know when to drop it yet. Um, but my first, my, my next fully produced song is, is a, like a beach style song. Cause I don't have any beach songs. So very cool. Um, we're going to get beachy with it. Uh, probably yeah. in July is what I'm thinking. So um, we'll see how that goes. And then, I don't know. We might get super experimental for 2024. We'll see. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I love experimental shit. So yeah. Yeah. You ought to do what Rustin Kelly did and just do like emo songs and make them country covers. I would love to. Um, I think I'm not sure if you're familiar with Muscadine Bloodline, but I think they are in the middle of doing that. They're an incredible duo. They're, they're so good. Um, very unique country artists, but, um, but yeah, they've been like, they've been posting like dashboard confessional, uh, like covers and stuff like that. And they just tease like, you know, the Mayday Parade album cover. That's like, it was. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like the big one where it's like lesson in romantics. And, yeah, and he's, yeah. he's like, his face is like all white. It's like a, it's like a cartoon. Yeah, they like, they like posted a picture like that and was like, Ooh, yeah. Someone said it'd be cool if we like put these out. And it's like, it's like <laughs> spot on, but. Dude, Rustin Kelly's versions of what he did are cool. Teenage Dirtbag is like is awesome. Yes. What he did with that song. Yeah, he even but covered yeah. Taylor Swift. I, I learned the words mm-hmm. to my first Taylor Swift song in like ten years because of him. <laughs> I was like, damn, this song is devastating. Who is this? And I looked up the original yeah. like, fuck. Now I know yeah. all the words to a Taylor <laughs> Swift song. True. Now you now you're a Swifty. That's that's the danger of doing covers, man. Like the punk goes pop. I learned a lot of songs that I would have. Ne- I don't listen to a lot of radio music, so that was like hearing covers and shit is how I heard some of those yeah. songs. Yeah, punk goes pop is iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's Umbrella, cool, man. Umbrella by uh, All Time Low. I think is who it was. Yeah, that's iconic. Um, Devil Wears Prada did one that was crazy. I I can't remember what it was. Ooh, I uh, there was there still was like fly. so, yeah, still fly, dude. Oh that, shit, that song is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so I, crazy. TikTok kind of reminds you of shit like that. Like, hey, remember when screamo bands would cover hip hop songs and <laughs> keep the n word in? You're like, oh no, I don't yeah. remember that, but now I do. <laughs> Whoopsie, yeah, <laughs> whoopsie, whoopsie. It's the Limewire days, man. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of TikTok, I have one last thing I want to throw in. I don't know if you listened to, I think it was last week, but we talked about. I haven't listened to that last week. Well, so I just want you to know that whenever I open TikTok and I look for my messages and there's a one next to your name, I know that my my night is going to be drastically different for better or worse when you send me a TikTok. (laughs) What do you mean? Yeah, just you. I think you and I communicate. Oh yeah, dude! Outside yes. of just sending each other TikTok videos, five messages. Oh my god, man! <laughs> They're like so far fetched. Like that's what I love about it. There's like, there's like somewhere I'm like, dude, nobody else that I send TikTok to TikToks to will like this, but Kevin. That's <laughs> yeah, great. great. It's great. It's like our own little language that we have, and it makes my yes. night, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're incredible. They're like. They're like so quotable too. Yes. That's that's what's cool about it. The um, I think I see you like the Sam Hyde videos, like mm-hmm. 
Uh, that dude is so funny, man. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. But yeah, I just want to let you know that that yes. when I see a little red one next to Cody Cody's name, I'm like, all right, <laughs> something strange is about to happen, and I'm gonna love That's it. So true. <laughs> That's so true for you too, man. Every time yeah. I see it, I'm like, oh, there's something good right here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shoot, Cody. We really appreciate you coming on, my friend. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's always a blast. I'd love to do like an album review or something with you guys, or yeah, for sure, something in the future, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, when, now that we know you're in Ohio, we'll we'll get you down and uh, drinking some yeah, bourbon dude. down in my basement or down in my yeah. living room. Yeah, we'll do it in the lab this time. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, go check out Cody's new single "Sawdust" on Spotify. I've got the list to Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Check out the music video. You can see Cody get slapped across the face a couple times. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Cody. And uh, we'll put your social media on there as well. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. We'll see y'all next week. All right, so there we have it. Our conversation with Cody. Very, very uh, gracious of him to come on and talk to us. Uh, it feels like it's a semi-annual thing that we get to do with him, and he's always super fun to talk to. Yeah, just a super cool dude. Um, again, he's a country artist, but he, he, I like, like I said on the episode, one of my favorite things about talking to him is he, he's got wide, wide array of interests and just someone you could talk to all night. So. Sucks we only got an hour with him, but I'm sure we'll see him again soon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to pick out an album to have him come talk about. We'll yeah, let him I'm pick st- it. I'd, yeah, for sure. I'm stoked about that. Uh, so before we, we hop off of here, let's talk about our songs of the show, and I'll let you go first. Uh, yeah, um, I forget what I picked. <laughs> oh, no, I remember. Uh, so Wicked Game by Tenacious D. Um this cover's been all over TikTok, and they finally released it on Spotify, and I fucking adore it. It's so, so good, man, and I'm so happy that I think we're probably going to get a Tenacious D album this year, and that makes me a happy boy. Um, like I said, I went back and I listened to their first album, and it still kicks ass. Um, like it's, I would love to do it, but it's got like 20 tracks on it with all the skits that they do. I mean, we wouldn't have to talk about the skits if you don't want to, but they're all pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. You can't do a but, Tenacious D album and not include the skits. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, this is like just, it's not a, it's not the full song. It's like a minute and 20 some seconds long, but I mean, Jack Black's just an incredible vocalist. Kyle Gass is a great guitarist. Um, yeah, it's just really fucking cool, man. I love Tenacious D. I love this cover and I'm sure you've heard it because if you're on TikTok at all, so. It is fun to see people like, get introduced to Jack Black that way because mm-hmm. you know I, he's been out of the spotlight for many many years so I've always loved like School of Rock and mu- movies like that and anyone that knows Jack Black and knows all his discography knows how good of a musician he is outside of just being a g- great actor so I think he kind of got new life with being um, Bowser yeah Bowser in the new uh, Super Mario, yeah. Super yes. Mario. I want to say Super Mario, yes. but it's probably just Mario. But the, the, yeah, well, that song blew up too. The Peaches song, or yeah. Whatever. And I remember people being like, "Man, that Peaches song rocks." And you're like, "Dude, it's just the tip of the iceberg." So it's cool yeah. that they're kind of capitalizing on that and putting new Tenacious D music out. And I will follow them to the depths for sure. 
Me too, man. Love them. I saw that. Did I? I think I sent you a TikTok of them playing live, and it it tickles yeah. tickles my heart to see Jack Black with his big old belly and big old beard. Yeah, I, you were like the fourth person to send me that, so it's like. I'm so happy that people know that I love Tenacious D and always yeah. have since 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 Jump Street. So he's just I don't know. They're just cool dudes. I yeah. bet they're a blast to be around. They're just like genuine and like they are both just make fucking killer music. And I th- yeah, I think the appeal of them is that it always felt like they were as big of music fans as we were. Like they cover songs, they they pay homage to people that came before them like the tenacious d movie is just one big homage to metal music and school of rock really shows his love of rock and roll it's just they're so likable in that way like they're not they're not bigger than us they are on the ground level with us and like putting their arms around us and saying like we made this but it reminds us of this we made it because we love this you know and i love that yeah man uh, my song of the show is Magic Loop by DJ DS and Dijon, which I've picked. I think I've picked Dijon for um, songs I've been or music I've been into lately. That playlist we did um, earlier in the spring, and I've been doing a lot of digging in his music. And I think it's fun because it reminds me of like Frank Ocean and a lot of those guys that are just like kind of make their weird little. It's like its own little subgenre of like. I don't even know. It's, like, it's like Chilectro. <laughs> yeah, and th- this is like probably the most EDM pick I've ever made for a song of the show. But I just, yeah. l- I love the chorus. The way the the beat comes in for the chorus uh, brought me to life because it was a nice day out, mid seventies, and it felt good to drive with the windows down and hear this. Yeah, man. I, I, I was. Yeah, you posted in the Discord, and you're like, I hope you and Ben are proud of me. And I am proud of you. I'm always proud of you, Dill. Thank you. Um, and I really, I really like the track too. And it's, uh, this is the type of music that I'm in the mood for. And I think it's kind of the music everybody's in the mood for. Like when we get to Ben's pick, his is also kind of in that same kind of like chill kind of like not EDM, but more like electro inspired stuff. And I, it's just what I'm in the mood for when the, when the weather's nice. Like for sure. Seventies, a little bit chilly at night. Give me some like chill electro. Love it. So, yeah. Mason um, Mason Miller, you want to get into his? Uh, did Mason post one? Did I miss it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I didn't listen to it because there wasn't a link and I'm lazy. So I'll let you talk about it. <laughs> I didn't listen to it either. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Mason. <laughs> uh, he, he put it in the Discord and said, here's my song. Uh, Spotify is messing up, so can you guys put put it in the notes and... Um, I was being too lazy too. And I just wrote his song down as we were transitioning from our interview into doing the closing. So I promise I'll listen by the time we edit and I'm sure it's great. And Mason never misses. Yeah. Uh, did you say the name of it? Peach by Kevin Abstract? Yes. Okay. Just making sure we at least said the name yeah. of the song that we didn't listen to. I'm so sorry, Mason. <laughs> sorry, Mason. We love you. I love you. Um, ben has an email if you want to read it oh um man i i'm just so far behind on everything i couldn't think of a song i couldn't think of shit this today um you want me to do it i got it pulled up i'll I'll find it i got it (laughs) all right so ben's email is far out man uh and he says let's get hippie with it 
my submission is for your mind by Grizz. I don't even know why. I just like the vibe, man. So Cody, always a treat to hear you on OTBC and in Spotify. Keep up the good work, my man. To Dylan, sorry if you were expecting some destroy rebuild until God shows. Um, need more time, but I do dig it quite a bit. I also kind of hope I never have to type it in again, though. I hope I never have to say it aloud again, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. And to Kev, sup, bro? Benji, Columbus, Ohio. I'm, I'm so, glad he picked us all out by uh, one by one. Yeah, Ben was really into my uh, song of the show pick, so um, he asked for more, and I sent him some recommendations, which is, I don't know, man. That's got to be one of the greatest feelings in the world. It is. It really is. Like when uh, Cody was just downloading the album you were talking about as you were talking oh, to him. I oh, I like, know. Okay. I was I was fully erect when he did that. I was I was jacked up for you, bud. Yeah, that's a good feeling. But, um, but yeah, no, it, his song of the show was fucking awesome, and it, it I kind of captured the same spirit he did, hippie hippie EDM that just makes you feel good with the windows down. Yeah, he posted this in the disc, the album in the Discord a couple of days ago, and I threw it on just while I was like doing some housework, and immediately I was like, oh yeah, I like yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it's like. It's just good to kind of like again, just kind of tune in and drop out. You know what I mean? That's kind of what this is, and I loved it. So good pick, Ben. I think if we were to do our like, uh, what was the like, the meditation like the chill playlist? Oh, uh, shit! What did we call that? State of Zen. State of Zen. That would be a good State of Zen song for sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The whole album would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Curran says Netflix and Chill by Nuclear Power yeah, Trio. It's yeah, Netflix. Oh my God. Whatever. <laughs> Nuclear Power Trio has a new song and we fucking love them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's If you uh, listen to our Nuclear Power Trio, everything we say about all those songs applies to this one. Chunky bass, great guitars, um, awesome drums, just like instrumental prog metal that I can't get enough of. You forget how good that bass is until you hear it on a nuclear power trio track, and you're like, there's nothing like this. It's maybe the best sounding recorded bass I've ever heard, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. At least for my for my personal taste, like that's my maybe my favorite. Like their original EP and then this. And it's just, man, there's just something about how well produced that sound is from that bass guitar so i love nuclear power i'm so i'm glad because we didn't know if we were ever going to get it because they strictly got together for a presidential race yeah (laughs) and then we were like oh i guess that's the end of nuclear power trio and then all of a sudden louis posts in the discord they're back (laughs) and yeah fuck yeah dude I'm, i'm so psyched yeah i I don't know if they even have like social media or anything. They just come out of nowhere, drop a couple, drop a song or two at a time, and be on their merry way. That's a good way to be as a side project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not been confirmed who the three band members are, but there's a lot of speculation just based on the style that they play. People pretty much know who they are. I forget who it is, but. Again, that's perfect. That's a perfect side project, right? Let's get together once every three years, make two or three songs, keep our identities a secret, and then just go about our lives. That that live is, in anonymity. That is beautiful. Yeah, and that to me, I think that's the magic you talk about when you talk about side projects because it's just like, like it or not, here it is. And yeah. I fucking love Nuclear Power Trio. Yeah, I love it. Great job, everyone. Great job on the songs of the show. Um, 
In terms of next week, we kind of have an idea already. Yeah, it's weird. Um, we were talking about like uh, I I think it was around the time we talked about our hundredth episode. You had mentioned uh, like biggest like uh, breakdowns or drops or whatever you want to call it in the metal world, and I think we're really excited to do like metal breakdowns, like the best metal breakdowns. And so it's brutal be breakdowns playlist. Brutal breakdowns. That's what I called it with two zeros instead of O's yeah, or U's. <laughs> um, I'm I'm really excited because I've been listening to a lot of metal and hardcore, so I'm I'm super excited. Fuck yeah, dude! And this actually, when I was writing my blog, this was going to be one of my next ep- uh, like blogs that I did. So I already had like a pretty extensive playlist. Now, is it still good? Right. And no, it's going to be fun to not- dig back into it. I hope you send it to me. Because you're probably I, I not going to use you. you're not going to use any of those songs, I don't think. No, I might, I might. There was a couple that really stuck out to me, but um, I think I started to loosely define what a breakdown was, and it was just if there was any sort of like pause and then a different type t- like tempo to it, like a song could start with a breakdown essentially in my pl- in my way I was doing. It. I think it's because I I had the playlist built for the, the blog. And then I was like, you know what? I just kind of want to build this out with shit that I like. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the definition became kind of loose, but there's still some really good shit in there. Hell yeah. Um, there's a there's a Gojira song in there that is maybe one of my favorite drops of all time. Or not drops, but breakdowns. So Yeah. Yeah, there's there's one off the top of my head that I can't wait. I hope you pick it. If not, I might. So it's not it's not vacuity. I don't know if, if that's it what is. You're thinking of. I don't know if it is. That's the one you posted and said you were a bigger Gojira fan than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen to Gojira once, biggest fan ever. Yeah, I might be. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, go check out Cody's shit. Um, get ready for for some metal next week, y'all. Yep. It's been too long. Bye. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye. No, you hang up. Bye. Okay, I'll hang up. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit going on. 8.01 and I woke up to slap across my face I thought if I didn't make a sound she wouldn't find out I got home late she said a thousand words out She slammed that door Figured she'd be back like she's been back before Yeah, she'll be fine Just give her some time And a couple camel lights out on the front porch But her front wheel drive Seeing gravel flying Took a look outside and I saw Dust kicking up But right then I knew she had enough of my Drinking and fucking up And all the way it been miles on my truck Her good gear spinning was just the beginning of me Running out all up and she had a clear view in her rear view and she saw what's left of us And I saw dust At first I thought this girl I called Might be the one I'd keep but now there's a blonde and a Honda that ain't too fond of A backwoods boy from Vodka Creek 
I bet she's got her radio cranked to ten And she's already texted her best friends Telling them how she's over us But I knew it when she fired it up And I saw us kicking up her right then And knew she had enough of my drinking and fucking up And all the way it been miles on my truck Her good years spinning was just the beginning